Hey everybody, I just wanted to come in again. I wanted to talk about respect. When I did my last recording, I was under duress. I was so frustrated. But I wanted to really kind of explain where I was coming from a little bit more. A lot of times when I'm just kind of freestyling like that, sometimes I'll leave it up. Sometimes I might take it down because it's like, oh, that was all over the place. But today I wanted to talk about it, um, just more so where I was coming from. So you could understand why it's so important to demand respect in our relationships. So let's talk about it. Um, You have to, like I said before, demand respect in life. You have to, and you have to give it. It's not something that's just earned the way that we honestly have been taught. You know, respect is earned. If you if you don't give me, it's, this is the thing. Every single human being is due respect. And I know that's hard because a lot of people say, but there are some people that are rude and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. They use people. Let me, let me get you. Well, let's see how I can explain it. This is the way I see it. And I didn't understand it, like I said before, but my grandma used to always say this. She used to say, every daughter deserves the time of day. Like, basically, everybody is due just, you know, everybody is um, is due respect. So you don't you don't disrespect people just because of how they react to you. You respect them. And you extend that olive branch and you're polite and you say hello. And if they're nasty and mean and they come off with funky comments and say all kind of stuff to you, it's not that you disrespect them. You know what I'm saying? As a, um, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, that tennis match. Like you don't do what they're doing to you because you, you understand. And I just had to get it. The law of the universe. Okay, and the reason that she said this and I'm starting to understand what she said and was saying to me as a kid more and more. Lord, thank I thank you for just making it clear to me that you still don't put it out there. You still don't treat people the way they treat you. It, It will behoove you to show to show that, you know, love and that respect for that person. And not treat them the way that they treat you. Now, can I tell you that there are some people I just don't like dealing with? Because sometimes it becomes a bit much. Their their spirit is just way too dark. It's just way too heavy to sit and try to have a conversation with somebody that is consistently negative and they're a backbiter. They're a liar. You know, they're a cheat. You know, they are the type of people who just can, can honestly tear your spirit. Is it easy dealing with that type of person? No, it is not. Okay, it's not. Um, and this is something that I had to come to realization is that I can forgive people sometimes, a lot of times, all the time, basically. I can forgive you and I can move on and I can still talk to you and speak to you, but I may not really interact with you because I don't trust you. You know what I'm saying? You show me who you are. It's up to me to believe it. Okay? So I can give you that just due respect. Like, I can see you and be like, hey, how you doing? That's good. All right. I'll see y'all later. And keep going. Knowing darn well, as soon as I walk away, it's probably about 10 knives in my back. I know this. And, and I've had to get to the point where I've had to be okay with it. Because for a long time, I'm serious. 
even up until probably about a week or so ago until I had this epiphany, it was hard for me to walk away because I knew the knives were in my back and I did not want to walk away, you know, and give that person an opportunity to turn on me. So I would sit there and, and sit in there smiling their face and talking, just hoping that maybe they wouldn't say anything. But I had to come to the realization that people are honestly going to do what they want to do. Okay? But you have to know this. What you put into the world has a way of coming back to you. So if you always put out negative energy and negative vibes and you're always talking trash about people, you trash talk them, you're never happy for anybody, you're always hateful and mean, it comes back to you. Okay? I mean, it's always going to come back to you. So if you're always willing to bend, you're always willing to, you know what I'm saying, do and everything, it, it comes back to you. And I can tell you this, I've been a bit of both. I've been on the line. Like I've been mean and hateful towards some people because I didn't get that what they did to me did not matter. And I know that's hard. It's very hard because forgiveness was something that I really, really, really had to get. And I'm going to give you all an example. When I first got my house, actually, when I first became a nurse, I stayed in my apartment for like two, two years, I think. And okay, just back up even further. <laughs> I grew up in the backwoods of South Carolina, right? And my parents were not married, so my mom was a single mom. My dad had a pretty good job. He lived in a nice, you know, home or whatever. And he worked, and he was a lot older than my mom. He was seven years older than my mom. And so he was more established, okay? And already had his home and could work and do stuff. So he always took good, you know, financially I was good because of my daddy. Um, my mom, on the other hand, was a lot younger, wanted to party, and had not really gotten a good sense of self yet, right? You're in your early 20s. At least I, I wasn't. I, I, did, I just didn't have that good sense of self yet. I still want to go out, still want to do this, 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 and that. My mom was the same way, but she had a baby, you know, and it was me. So I grew up in the backwoods as a child of a single mom, and we lived in a three-bedroom, single-wide trailer back in the backwoods, right? So I grew up. And it was kind of like a catch-22. Even though I was a child of a single mom living in this single-wide trailer, my mom would party, still go out, do stuff. I was still provided for, okay? Like, my dad still took care of me. Uh, I still got Christmas gifts, back-to-school stuff, clothes, shoes, all of that because of my dad. I was still able to get my hair done. Up until my mom stopped wanting to pay to get your hair done. She wanted to do it herself to save money. But pretty much majority of my time I pretty much was able to get what I needed you know I was able to get what I needed and get what I wanted and that was that you know what I'm saying but I can honestly say I, I was raised by two working parents um again in the backwoods in a single wide trailer I never had to live on public assistance I didn't know what it was like to have Medicaid and to have food steps and stuff like that because my parents both worked and I, I wasn't privy to any of those services I didn't get to get any of it same way my kids don't get to get they don't get to get nothing okay and believe me those services are good believe I wish I could have got a little something 
on child care, okay? I can't even get free or reduced lunch for my kids. I find that crazy because I'm a single mom. Like, how, how are you not able to help me, okay? But anyway, <laughs> so I, I, I never got that as a kid. But I never did feel, and I'm going to be honest with you, I never did feel like I had more than anybody. I never did. But a lot of times I felt like I was the bottom of the barrel. I always felt like I was the bottom of the barrel because I didn't live in a two-parent home. I never really said it to a lot of people. I never said it to a lot of friends until I got older. But I will always tell them I always had this identity issue because I was a kid who did not live in a home with both their parents. Plus, by the time I was about five years old, I'd been molested. And so here I am. I already feel like I'm less than everybody because my mommy and daddy doesn't live together. You know what I'm saying? I had issues as a kid. You know what I'm saying? It was a struggle in certain places. And um, here I am molested. So I already felt that I was the bottom of the barrel, but now you don't rip down my soul. Because when something like that happens to a kid, it's hard to recover. A lot of people say, well, everybody's had that happen. That don't make it right. And the shit ain't normal. Okay. It took me a long time to recover. You know, I have a lot of people who are still sit and look at me as if I'm nothing because of stuff I did as a kid. You feel me? And and not really get to know me as an adult. And so, so anyway, during that time, I was promiscuous when I was younger, right? And I didn't understand. I mean, I would just want to do stuff and want to fit in. And I just did. And no matter what I did to try to fit in, no matter what, everybody always still talked trash whether I did it or if I didn't. And then I had stuff said about me. Like, I didn't know until, like, I forgot one day I was leaving the school, right? And one of my classmates, a guy, he said, Shakia, do you know that so-and-so, one of my classmates, a girl, he said, do you know that she's telling everybody that you slept with all the guys in our senior class? And I said, what? He said, yeah, she's going around telling people that. Um, When I was younger, way younger, too young to be having sex, um, I went to school one day and was talking to one of my friends, my best friend at the time, and I said, hey, I got to tell you something. She said, oh, yeah, we already know. I said, what you got to say? What what you talking about? She said, oh, yeah, um, so-and-so, which is my cousin, came and told us. And I said, told what? She said, she told us you had an abortion. I didn't know what an abortion was. I've been sexually active, but I didn't know what no dang old abortion was. I had a period. I didn't really understand. And I said, I don't know if I had a miscarriage or something. I said, well, you know, I was thinking to myself, what does it look like? I bleed a lot. And I had bled with my menstrual cycles a lot since the beginning of my menstrual cycles. So it was nothing different. So I, I went home and I asked my mom, did I have something done? Because I didn't know what an abortion was. I didn't know if maybe somebody did something and I just didn't know. Um, I think that was something that hurt because I knew who said it. And I knew I never said to that person that I was pregnant. But she assumed because she picked me up from school one day. And my stomach was jumping, and she kept saying I was pregnant. And I was like, I'm not pregnant. And I knew I wasn't pregnant. But I knew that I have, to this day, irritable bowel syndrome. To this day, I have it. 
And some days my stomach will do some things. Like some days I can eat and I can be fine. And some days I am not. (laughs) Okay. I mean, it'll be like a whole like three hour series. If I had to talk about how bad my GI system is. Like I have inflammatory bowel disease and it can be bad some days. Like some days I'm in pain. Um, really bad and it's miserable because you don't know like you kind of run across stuff as you're going and and find out oh I can't eat that you know and so it was just really just irritating but I have always had anxiety really really bad okay again I was molested you know I had a lot of stuff go on and nobody really looked at me as that little kid that probably needed some help you know nowadays it's something that teachers and you know people in the community you know, a lot of times even a family member may be able to recognize it and say, so-and-so's been having so much trouble. Like, I used to have UTIs a lot as a kid. I don't know why no one picked up on the fact that something wasn't right with this little girl. No one, you know, a doctor, no one said, take that little kid to be checked, take her to a counselor, get her help. And um, I often wonder about that. Like, why do little girls get overlooked? You know, like, why, why was I overlooked? Why did no one come and say... I might need to check into that, you know, and make sure she's okay. It was something that just never happened. And so needless to say, (sighs) all of that stuff happened. I knew who said it. I knew who started it. Like I knew what family member started it, Um, but it didn't stop there. So it just didn't matter that I was hot. You know, being hot in the backwoods is basically kind of like construed as being dumb too. Like, if you are hot behind, then you're automatically dumb. And so, not only was I just kind of like, had stuff said that I knew didn't happen, I didn't stand up for myself a lot. I didn't. Like, I knew I didn't sleep with all the boys in the senior class. Matter of fact, I can tell you, out of our class, and he graduated a year ahead, I'd only sexually been with one person. One. One. I didn't mess with anybody else. I really didn't. I didn't have any interest. I didn't mess with nobody else. And that was that. But for them, whoever that person was to go around and said I slept with everybody, I was like, okay, so she just probably don't like me or whatever and just went and said whatever. And I didn't really care. And and that has honestly been a downside of my personality from the very beginning is that I don't somewhat care if I know I didn't do it, but I don't clear my name. I don't clear my name and I don't air that other person out. I just let people believe what they're going to believe. But I will tell you what, it always leaves a sore there because I have a deep dislike for certain people because I know they said stuff and I knew it was wrong and I knew it was a lie, but I never addressed it. So we'll get back to that because that's a part of demanding respect from people. So anyway... I knew about that. I knew about the whole uh, supposedly, you know, uh, abortion thing that never damn occurred. I finally figured out what an abortion was. And it was like, I said, well, I, I don't, I, I never had nothing done. I had a heavy period. I didn't miscarry. Nobody ever said I miscarried. You know, um, went to the doctor. Nobody ever said, like, I've always had insurance to go to the doctor. My mom's always were. I was always on my dad's insurance. So they could, you know, they could basically go in and look, you know, and tell whether something was going, like if I had a miscarriage or whatever, and I didn't. I had not miscarried till I was like 20-something years old, okay? I can honestly tell you that. 
and I, I just could not believe somebody went and talked trash and said that. Like as an adult, looking back, that that hurt because I remember being friends with this girl, and I remember calling her one day just to talk to her, and her mom said, "Don't you ever call this house again." And I didn't say anything to her. I didn't do anything to her, but I knew it was associated with that rumor that people were talking about me and saying stuff. And I didn't know what was going on. I just remember her saying that. And I remember her coming and telling me, you know, when I was at school and I remember going home and asking my mom, is that, did did somebody do something to me calling abortion? Like I, I was like, 13 14 years old but I didn't know what you know what I'm saying like I really didn't know what it was and I I say this because I tell this story to my friends a lot of times um and in counseling when I um when I went it's just and I need to get back because that in itself hurts it hurts when people do stuff like that to you it is harder to turn the other cheek it's very hard I hated that particular family member both of them the mama and the daughter for years because I could not understand why they never just came and asked why she never confirmed it you know what I'm saying like why would you say something like that about somebody and not even you know what I'm saying not even give them the the due diligence of just letting it out themselves but I started to notice over the years that that's just who she is because she had done it to other people in our family community in the church she was just a nasty soul like she just for some reason she got off on you know having assumptions about what she thought happened to people and just spreading lies because honestly assumptions are lies you've not proved anything you understand what I'm saying? Facts are facts. But when you sitting here spreading assumptions, you lying. Because you've not proven anything. And so it really pissed me off. And I mean, I can tell you, up until I did the forgiveness, and honestly, it was after that. I did the forgiveness um, series with the Transformation Church with Michael Todd. I listened to a series from my church. I'm serious. I had to go back through his um, other series, too. It was another series that Michael Todd did. And I'm telling you, I could not bring myself to forgive those family members. I couldn't. Until one day recently, I went home. And I was at that person's house with that same daughter. And they were sitting there talking. And they were talking about people. And it was just the way that they were just talking about the people. And after I left, a light bulb went off. And I said, oh, I said, that's just who they are. That's just who they are. They'll never be happy for people. They will never, honestly, you know what I'm saying? They'll never cheer you on. I said, who they are is who they are. And there's nothing you can do about it. And I realized that for the first time that there's nothing I can do about that. That, you know, they can know the truth 20 times over. But it's the fact that they don't want to know the good truth they want everything about you to be said in a dirty manner because it keeps them in a way where they feel like you know okay my foot's still on her neck or my foot's still on his back and that's why it was one of those things that just kind of like the light bulb went off and I said you know what um and I used to go to Bible Way Church of Atlas Row here in Columbia years ago when I first moved here and it was something that Pastor Darrell Jackson said that still is is true to this day is that people 
who didn't like you, who don't like you, will never like you. And I remember my grandmother, my late grandmother, which is my dad mom, I remember going to see my grandma years ago, honey, while I was in college. And I'll never forget my grandma saying, Kia, don't trust those people. And she, she knew exactly which family member it was and her child. And she said, do not ever trust them. And I laughed and I said, why, grandma? And she said, Kia, they've never liked you and they will never like you. And it, it just was like, okay. And like I said, a lot of times things would just roll off my back, you know, go in one ear, come out the other. And I wouldn't really take heed. And I see it. I see exactly what she was saying. I sat down and had a simple conversation. And in that conversation, the light bulb went off. I was talking about my IBS and how sometimes it's horrible. And I had a horrible episode. I ended up having to go to the ER. I thought I had an obstruction. I thrown up all over the place and everything. It was horrible. And she, out of nowhere, in the situation that she has going in with her spouse, you know, that person has an illness or whatever. And she said, don't even speak about the illness. But do you know that she, within seconds, spoke cancer into my life and said that it could be cancer? And... I'm a nurse. I'm aware that it could be cancer. That's why I go to the doctor, you know, and I watch the signs and symptoms myself. But it was the fact that you're so careful not to speak it into your person's, you know, who you love into their life, but you were quick to speak it into mine. And after that conversation, like I said, when I walked out of there, I knew, I said, they are wicked. I would never trust them. And that is that. They are wicked. And I would never trust them. So how do you demand respect from people like that? You ain't getting it. Okay. Bottom line, you ain't getting it. You ain't getting it. Um, this same person, the older person, I never forget. It's another story. Like you got to think about it. This person has always disrespected me. Always said stuff that wasn't, that wasn't true. You know what I'm saying? Like she would just make assumptions about stuff and just say it. And I would get so mad as a kid. When my grandma was living, my mom's on, I used to get so mad at this lady. I used to get so mad at her. I told my grandma when she died, I'm going to spit on her grave. And she said, Kia, no. I said, I will spit on her grave. And she was like, no, Kia, you pray for them. Do not let them anger you to the point where you block your own blessings and I said but grandma I don't know what I ever did to her that she hates me so much I don't know what I ever did and I realized it one day (laughs) I realized it one of our friends and I were talking about this very same thing just reminiscing about stuff and I said I don't know what I did to ever um and I'm sorry I closed my door because is mess is um noisy inside right now but um I said I don't know what I ever did to deserve what she does I don't know I don't know why she hates me so much it's like could you just leave me alone if I make a mistake can you encourage me instead of one running around town and going to church and telling everybody I did this and that you know when I heard when I lost my virginity that she called her oldest son just to tell people that I had lost my virginity I was young I, I, I can honestly tell you I was but 
when it occurred, she went around town telling people. And I never could understand why that lady had such, just like, it was just such a joy, a jubilee in her spirit to tear a kid down. I will never forget that same day that she picked me up from school. I would get sick a lot because like I said, I had anxiety. I would get sick. I would get anxious about stuff and just blow up. You know, nobody really caught on to it. I, I could tell. But um, my grandma could tell too because <laughs> she would try to give me something to calm me down. And she would always say, it's your nerves, Kia, it's your nerves. And if you're from the backwoods, your nerves, you got anxiety, okay? And I would be so anxious about stuff. And so I remember when I was in a talented and gifted program we have in our school system, right? And when I took my testing and I was in talented and gifted, I um I remember, I can't remember exactly what happened. I got sick at school. She had to come pick me up. My mom was working and she was the only other person that was home because my grandma was home, but she didn't drive. And so she picked me up to take me to my grandma's house. And I never forget, she said, um that stuff ain't for people that stuff ain't really legit you know it's not really um what it is half the people in that stuff ain't really even smart and i will never forget that i overheard the grown people like my mom and my grandma and them talking and saying that she basically demanded that my cousin get tested again because she felt there's no way she said there's no way that kia's smarter than her um i was like you know, from a little kid up until an adult, I, I really hated the woman. I hated her. Um, I cannot lie to you and tell you that I did like her. Because again, like I told you, I told my grandma when I was a kid, I said, I will spit on her grave when she dies because she's an evil witch. And I really literally hated her. And I couldn't, like I said, I could not understand what her deal was with me you know what i'm saying it's it's one thing when i can somewhat understand i know or i can pinpoint when i said something and what i said because i can beg your pardon i am not above coming to you and apologizing i mean i'm not above it i'm not above it as an adult even at that point in time i would still come to you and try to right my wrong i'm not perfect by any means by any means but I didn't deserve that and I knew it I knew I did not deserve it it was a constant you know what I'm saying like even if I said hey how's everybody doing you know and I go into a room and close the door if I make a noise or too too much then oh she and they laying up with somebody she did this 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 and that and I was like but I wasn't you know what I'm saying and I was like I just couldn't. I just, it irritated me. And so it went from basically trying to, you know, make me out to be a a just town whore that I'm sleeping with everybody and I'm doing all this and that. I done had abortions and all this other stuff to now saying I'm a thief. So the next thing she did was say that I stole money from our church Now, that's the first time she said I stole something. The second time, when my grandmother um, got sick, she came to stay. My mom became her primary caregiver. And there was a story behind that because that summer that my grandma got sick, I noticed that something went quite right. She kept falling. I kept saying, "Mm, something's off. I said, grandma medicine and stuff might be off. I said, I'm going to start going to the doctor with her. But before that, years prior, (laughs) okay, 
we were at Sunday school one Sunday and sometimes they train the kids to do some of the stuff in the um, church. And so it was my Sunday to do, I want to say it's the trustees job. You know how you take up the money and everything and put everything in an envelope. And I think it was about no more than $15 in there. And I put it in the tithing envelope and I put it in the middle drawer. I remember exactly where she told me. To this day, I remember where it was in the front of that church. I remember what the table looked like and everything. And when I got to my grandma's house, by the time I got to her house, y'all, that heifer had done called my grandma and told her I stole the money. I could not win for losing with her. She hated my guts just that much. And I just could not understand it from being a child to an adult. I could not understand why she hated me so much and so I said okay um I don't know I don't know I don't know why she hates me so much and I just couldn't understand it and I remember standing in the hallway because we lived in the backwoods my grandma had a double wide trailer okay so hers um had like a living room and like a dining area and then she had um like her den and stuff and so I was standing in the hallway because I come out the back room she said Kia come here and I stood in the hall and I said yes ma'am and she said what did you do with that money that they told you for Sunday school where did you put it and I said I put it in the middle drawer where she told us I put it in the envelope and I put it in the middle drawer she then proceeded to ask my aunt did you look in the drawer? And I remember because she was on that. I remember she was in that living room and she lit her butt alive because she said, you have gone around and said that this girl stole something and you didn't even look for it. And she said, you know, because I knew she found it because, well, she didn't find it. She knew what the hell it was. She just that damn evil to say I stole something. But she all of a sudden found it and said, oh, I didn't know. And my grandma just lit in her behind. And I can honestly tell you, Lord knows, I probably would have wanted to stab that woman if it had not been by the grace of God in my life and by my grandma telling me, leave it alone, Kia, leave it alone. Whatever is going to come to her, is going to come to her. It's going to come because what she put into the universe, oh, it ain't behind her. It's coming. My grandma would always say that it's not behind her. It's coming. You know, everything has a way to come back to you and she going to get it back. But I still, as a kid, could not understand the purpose of doing stuff like that. Like, I, I, I honestly, with everything in me, I couldn't understand it. It just used to drain me because I used to think to myself, when is the time coming? <laughs> you know, you ever think to yourself, somebody done did you dirty and you be sitting like, I can't believe she said that mess. I can't believe he did that. And then you see them going with their life. They happy go lucky. And you thinking to yourself, when is the time coming? When is the time coming? And so then fast forward, I was a nurse. Um, working like you know work two years and I said I want to get a house like I said I grew up in the backwoods I always grew up in a trailer like I said I fed inadequate I didn't have two parents a lot of the friends that I had they grew up in a house you know and I said I want to know what it's like to live in a house I know that sounds menial and it sounds stupid but I always wanted a house and so I think at that time HGTV had just gotten really big and I really was into HGTV. When I literally say every time I turn on the TV, I guarantee I was watching HGTV. 
um, so much that I don't watch it as much now because I kind of gouge myself on it. Like every single day I watch all their shows, makeovers and everything. And so I said, I want to get a house. I want to get a house. So I got the house, right? One night I'm laying in bed, being grown. I had a boyfriend and I answered the phone and my mom was like, Kia, she said, did you know that so-and-so, same cousin, whose mama said all this other stuff. She said, did you know they were going around telling people that you stealing your grandma money, that that's how you got your house and car? And I was like, I was livid. I was about to flip, okay? Because I'd had enough. I had had enough. I was like, man, I mean, I don't say nothing. My grandma told me that I should just pray and leave it alone. But these people keep bothering me. Like, I mean, I still give respect. I still speak. And then it got to the point to where when I was around them, I didn't want to speak to them. Like, I was like, I don't even understand how can you tell somebody to turn the other cheek? And how are you going to tell me to pray for people when they just won't stop? And I just could not understand it. I couldn't. I couldn't. And until she sat there probably about you know a month or so ago. And basically try to speak cancer into my life. And until I, you know, heard her talk about other people, I realized that that type of spirit, that type of soul to the core is dead. When you speak ill on people like that and you don't want to see anybody prosper, something in you is dead. Something is dead. And I realized there's nothing I can do about that. I can pray for and I can walk away. And I don't have to revisit that whole situation. I don't have to revisit it again. You know, a lot of times we'll say it because it sounds good that I'm going to pray for them and I'm going to walk away. But I'm going to tell you something that I have not said. And honestly, I didn't pray for. Um, I walked away. But I can honestly say I pray for those people who feel as though it is hard for them to see other people get it. Do you know how many times I had to be last? Do you know how many times I had to wait? But I've learned in my waiting, okay? I've learned in my waiting that God has always provided. I never went without. I never went without. So how does this relate to respect? As hard as it is, I'll still respect them. I will still respect them by speaking. I will still respect them by saying hello. Um, I'm not going to do to them what they did to me. It's much too big of a burden for me to carry. I I just cannot carry that. I can't. And I can give that just due respect. I can. Because God has given me grace day in and day out. Like I said, I have trouble trouble and rocky start you know I could have been a prostitute I could have been strung out on drugs I could have been on a stripper pole I could have been on YouTube or um what you call these things Instagram and what is that Patreon and OnlyFans shaking it and baking it for a, a bag and and some shoes but I'm not I clock in and I clock out and I make my own money and God makes me you know in a place where I'm comfortable where I'm blessed, where I'm kept, and I don't have to beg. You know what I'm saying? Things may not always go 100% the way I would like for it to go. 
like I said, with this new position, I'm like, child, for the money? I'm like, girl. But anyway, um, it is a lot. It's a lot that I've had to overcome. But I can see a lot clearer. And I can understand why my grandmother would always say, those people are always do that just respect. You know why? And I understand it. You know why? Because you're going to give it. You're going to give it. Even if they don't give it, you're going to give it because you're that type of person. You're the type of person that's going to walk up and have a smile on your face. You're going to say, hey, how's everything going? And they may look at you crazy. They may side eye you, you know, have a funky smirk on their face. Believe me, I've had it a lot, Um, especially in a town, a small town where everybody think you done effed your whole senior class. You done had abortions and probably think I done slept with everybody under the dang on moon. Of course, of course, I get no respect. Of course, I have no damn friends when I go home because everybody thinks what they think and so it is what it is for me it is what it is and I I don't I don't regret my life I don't because everything that I have done I've grown and I've learned from it um if anything I wish that I would have stood up for myself more when I knew I did not do something I should have said nah mm -mm, nope nah I done done what I done done but this I did not do okay this I did not do so don't don't put that on me now okay I done had enough that I done done myself that you don't need to add nothing to my little story okay and so I wish that a lot of times when people say stuff out of the way Um, And it really, really hurt me or they disrespected me and I just didn't say anything. You don't always have to react, but you do have to stand your ground with some people because it's important to know this. Just like I knew with this particular person, they have some people have a dead spirit and they're going to always be negative. And then there are some people who just messy and they just don't like you. Like, like I said, they, they, they did not like you. They don't like you. They will never like you. And they're not going to give you your just due respect. If I walk up and give away money and give away food and give away cars, like if you had a million, a billion, a trillion dollars and you gave it away, it's still going to be somebody I can guarantee you back in my hometown is going to talk trash about what I did as a young girl. Oh, I'm surprised she doing this and that because she ain't used to be and she ain't this and this and that. I can guarantee you it's always going to be somebody willing to throw my name in the trash. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. You know why? Because at the end of the day, I know who I am. God knows who I am. Me being a hot ass little girl did not stop God from blessing me. It never has. It never has. Whatever charge he has placed on my life, I've had to wait. I've had to um, be delayed, but I have grown and I've had doors open and I've had opportunities come. And so I've learned that, you know what? I cannot sit back and beat myself up in disrespect to myself because of somebody's disdain for me. I cannot do that. When I speak about respect, please remember, you got to respect yourself. You got to love yourself. If you don't, who will? They're not going to take you seriously in this world when you're always beating your own self down. And let me understand, get you to understand something again as, as well. Not again, but as well. God doesn't play the game the way that the world does. Okay? You know, you do a little dirt, he do a little dirt. You say a little something, he say a little something. You know, 
Um, that see, you know, you get some people and, and this very same person, I never forget this. We were sitting years ago. I can't remember. It was like two, three years ago. It was for Rona. And it was like either Thanksgiving or Christmas. I think it was Thanksgiving. And I was a few of us sitting in my mama's living room and she was talking about this girl I knew from, from town, from my hometown. We graduated and everything. And so she was talking about the girl and saying, yeah, and she used to always pick at me. And I heard she had cancer. See what happens? I'm, I'm fine. And I thought about it and I looked at her and I side-eyed her. And I said, that heifer is crazy. And to this day, I tell my mama that. I said, who the hell does that? Who the hell does that? You don't wish bad on people just because of what they've done to you. And this is what I want y'all to understand. As much as I wanted to spit on that lady grave for telling people I had an abortion and I didn't, as much as I wanted to take something and set her on fire for saying I stole money from the church, I stole money from my grandma, as much as I be wanting to slash somebody's tires for saying I did this and that and I know I didn't, I didn't. You know, sometimes you don't have to react when you know who you are. If you know you didn't do it, you don't have to. Now, if it's blatant disrespect to your face, sometimes you really, like I said, got to let people know. Because you cannot let them continue to walk over you. You cannot let them continue to think they can talk to you however they want to talk to you. Because they will not give you that due respect. And you can't allow it. You cannot allow it. And you can't allow it because when you're walking into the light... Meaning you walk in, you know, you ain't got no dirt on your shoulder. You ain't got all this mess on your back. You ain't the bag lady. You shed all that shit and thrown it back. And you are walking free and light in the light. Okay. When you're in a different place in your life, you don't have to walk with all that mess because of what they thrown on you. You don't have to walk with your head held low. Just like I was saying in my podcast to the class of 2021 at Black High, those kids did something that was extreme. Now, they didn't think clearly through it, but it is not something that you ostracize somebody for for the rest of their lives. Because just as many of those people sitting there talking about what they did wrong and da-da-da-da-da, some of them saying people living in the damn dark. A lot of people still in the closet about a lot of things in their life, and they have not come into the light. A lot of these people got so many bones in their closets, okay, that they got about five or six closets just to keep it all in. But I'm telling you, I know who I am. I know whose I am. And I don't have a reason to hold my head low. I've been redeemed. I've been forgiven. Just like those kids will have the opportunity to go and to excel and do exactly what they need to do in their life, I'm doing exactly what I need to do. You know why? Let me tell you why. Let me tell you a little something. Let me tell you a little something you need to remember, okay? Because this will trump anything that you've ever heard or what you have been told. Because once you truly get it, you will understand why. You don't have to walk with your head down. If God is for you, it don't matter who or what is against you, it won't prosper. Okay? Bottom line. Bottom line. That's it. I have been lied on. Okay? I done had a baby daddy lie to me, leave me with two kids, and then go marry somebody else. Then they like, we don't even exist. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I've had so much disappointment and has so much you know um hurt and pain that I didn't really believe 
But it was a time in my life where the depression just seemed to just kind of overcloud who I was and whose I was. And it was only God that pulled me out. Now, if you want to go back to 1995, 1997, 1999 to when I effed who and who and who and say that's why God put her through it, then why would he pull me out? Why would he get me through it and pull me out? See, y'all forgetting. I'm not your child. I'm his child. And if he wants me to have it, he can pick me up in the middle of the dust, in the middle of the dirt, in the middle of the mud. He can pick me up and clean me off and shake me off and shine me up and tell me, now look at your work. And that's why I said this over and over and over again, that, you know, we've got to really, if we all could just understand that and we could all give each other grace, then I think we all be a much better race and a much better people overall, because we're all, you know, aware that we're not perfect yet. We're given an opportunity. Again, you got plenty of people with so many dang on bones in their closet. Fake smiles on their face, living a life that you think is the life, yet they're not. I'm just here to tell you. But every single person is due some respect, okay? You can speak, you can be kind. Use kind words. Let me tell you, kind words are something that the kids are learning in school. They started learning kind words back, I think, in kindergarten and through first grade. If they're teaching little kids to use kind words and to learn how to interact, why can't adults do it? Learn how to interact with your peers without talking trash. You know, I used to have one of my friends laugh, and I used to say, now, you know I'm a bit extra. And sometimes when I put on my clothes, I put on a little extra, you know, a little extra, okay? I might want to wear a little cute dress with some, with a headband, with some jewelry, with this and this and that. You know, I might be a little extra today. And I don't, I don't care because that's me. I like to be extra sometimes. And sometimes I might not want to be extra. But when I want to be extra, that's me. That's my prerogative, Bobby Brown. I do what I want to do, okay? And so we were laughing about it. I said, but... It's the fact that some people just, you walk up and say, hey, how you doing? Oh, I see you all dressed up today. What you got doing? What you got all that on for? And I be thinking to myself, well, damn, can you not say hello? Do you not know how to say, hey, how you doing? Keep your damn thoughts to yourself. I might be looking at your dust ass thinking the same thing. Like, why you ain't putting no effort? But did I say it? I didn't. I might be thinking it, but I ain't say nothing. I ain't say nothing. And so I think it's important, honestly, honestly, I think it's important that we learn how to give that level of respect in order to receive it. And let me tell you something. The the flip side of it is sometimes you're not going to get it back. I I can be 100 on this one. Sometimes you ain't going to get it back. Sometimes you can be a very nice person. You can beg people their your pardon or their pardon. And you can just give them that, you know, respect. Like, I can walk up to you and say, hey, how you doing? And I can see your head look a mess. Your makeup jacked up. You know, I'm thinking, girl, that ain't the right bra. What you got that dress on with that for? That don't even look right. You ain't put that together right, you know? And I say, oh, okay. Hey, how you doing? And you'll be like, oh, hey, how, oh, gosh, why you got on makeup? Why you got this on? And I don't say nothing. I don't say nothing about your hair. I don't say nothing about what you got on. I don't say nothing about them sagging teeth. I don't say nothing. I don't say nothing. 
it is because I understand that it's some battles that I'm willing to, to, to go head on. And the head on ones are when you're attacking my name. When you start throwing me in the middle of stuff and saying, oh, Shakia Johnson said this or Shakia Johnson did that. And I know I didn't. Then I got to defend myself because then, you know, it's at a point now where I'm an adult. I'm a professional and you ain't going to be messing over my name just because you feel like you can. And so at this point, yeah, you do have to go at people and put them in their place. You know what I'm saying? But there are some times when I have looked and I've given grace not really giving grace i've just been respectful you understand what i'm saying i'm not god i i I just can give you that due respect and i cannot say anything regardless of how i might feel about it i'm not gonna say anything i've i've been in places where i was introduced to somebody's spouse and i knew the person wasn't worth the dookie and i didn't say nothing i didn't say nothing you know, I might feel that he's a user. I might feel that he only there because you're getting a good check. And I don't say nothing. I might see the guy and know he's a dog and he's dogging you out behind your back. If we're not friends on that type level, I don't say nothing. Now, it's a difference if we if we cool like that, like we tight like that. And it has to be a respected relationship, meaning you've given me respect and I give you respect. Because if you don't have that type of relationship where the two of you respect each other's opinion and you know what I'm saying, y'all down like that, then child, don't say nothing because you get thrown in the middle of a bunch of mess where she going to go when she told me she saw him with somebody and he was messing with her and all it is she just jealous because she can't get a man she wants somebody all of that so with that type thing you have to leave that one alone but if it's a trusted like i say two-way respect relationship and y'all good like that then yeah i would say like look i saw tyrone out okay i just want to let you know this nigga ain't right but that's not with everybody that you can do that I've had some friends where I didn't like their spouse. I didn't like their boyfriend. And I basically said it. Like, we had a good relationship, a good foundation to where I let them know, like, I don't like him because I don't like the way he treat you. But that's your life. Like, you got to get through it the best way you know how. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be able to see what this person is doing. And if if you are, um, you know what I'm saying? If, if you're not at the place where you can see it, It'll come to you. It'll come. I, I can talk to I'm blue in my face. But if that person truly loves that other person and they have a um, certain level of respect for them, ain't nothing I can do about that. But I can respect their position or their, you know what I'm saying, where they are enough to shut up. And I've had to, let me tell you now, that's when I've had to learn because I have. I have guy friends that I'm friends with since college and I have girlfriends and I have learned even in marriages and in relationships, like I have a friend who's dating after divorce and stuff. And I feel a little wonky about stuff like that. I feel wonky about, you know, certain people's spouses that I don't really care for. You know what I'm saying? But that's not my business. That's their business. That's their house. That's their life. And so I have to, you know, respect that that's their life that's their decision you know and I can you know give insight if asked but only if asked and I can leave it at that because that's just my little tidbit and if they ask me I give my tidbit and I walk off and that's it and I leave it at that because I don't want to intertwine myself into something and I'm vested 
and seeing you walk away from somebody that I feel is toxic and then I'm getting upset with you because you haven't done it yet. You understand what I'm saying? So I have to respect that you are where you are and I have to leave that alone and let you make that decision. And so respect respect is something that's needed y'all we we have to give it and like i said it's very hard to respect people and give them that time of day uh, when they have said and done stuff but like i said i had to learn and when i sat there and i looked at that person i said dang that's a dark soul right there it's dead it's dead and dark and so sometimes and it's not all the time this will happen but a lot of times people will show you who they are eventually like you might have a good feel for who they are like I've always known who they were like I said my dad's mom always told me that to never trust these people I've always had a you know I knew I mean somebody talk about you that bad then shoot you should know by now you can't trust them they don't like you they don't like you but for me it was hard for me to understand why because I felt again like when I started the podcast when I first said this I didn't feel that I had no more than that person I didn't feel like I was any better than that person so for me I just couldn't understand why because for me it was like well I don't have no more than you 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 have the two parents you live in a house you have access to this and that I don't and so I didn't feel that I, you know, was here and you're there. I never felt that way. So the competition was something that I just never could understand. I never could understand. I never could get it. And, you know, it is what it is. But when I realized that there are sometimes, you know, God would show you things about people so that you can be at ease. So that you can make the right decisions. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of moving forward. That was something that I saw. That I I am glad that I did see. That I was actually sitting there that day. And took part in that conversation. Because I saw for myself. That's a dark soul. You know what I'm saying? Like no matter what I do. If I'm not consistently losing. This person's not going to be happy. If I make any wins. I mean it might be a half a win. Okay? You know what I'm saying? I might make a half a win. If I do anything, it is going to tick that person off because they feel like I shouldn't have nothing. And so I thought about it. I said, so are you going to go through your life being afraid to win and afraid to take chances and walk out on faith and do what it is that God has you to do? Are you going to sit here and try to cater to somebody that has a dark soul that, you know, Are you going to continue to sit here and try to cater and try to cut yourself off from your blessings? Are you going to move forward and do what you need to do? Knowing that this person did not like you, they don't like you, and they will never like you. And they will never respect who you are. They will never respect who you are. They will never respect who you are. At the end of the day, it's not worth it. I'm not going to sit here and fight that type of battle. That's between that person and God. I hope you've gained something from this podcast or this message today. I hope you find yourself well this Sunday. And I hope that we all continue to shine bright.